On this week's episode of Third Party Control Podcast, we talk about the new Klonoa Fantasy Reverie series and Stray for the PlayStation 5. Also, The Last of Us Part 1 comes out with a trailer about all the improvements. Is it enough for us to be interested in the title? And last week was San Diego Comic-Con. We talk about memories from Comic-Con's past and a little bit of tips for you if you happen to attend in the near future. All that and more on this week's episode of Third Party Control Podcast. Let's get it going. Welcome to Third Party Control Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse P.S. Libra with... And no Joe Ramirez this week. Uh, Joe was off today. Uh, he was busy. He got things to do. So we said, don't worry about it. Me and Beto got this. We we are here. It's like we have practice. You know, it's not like we don't have another podcast that we do that is just us. You know, <laughs> we have some sort of uh, podcast, which uh, you should check out Reels and Ramen on any Spotify or Apple podcast app. Check that out. So we're Joe-less today. How's that feel, Bethel? There's no Joe. Uh, I mean, I mean, I, I, I love when he's on there, but it's like we we do a podcast on our own, so we're kind of used yeah. to doing it just me and you. I thought you were gonna say right now. I was like, oh, I love when he's not on here. I was about to be like, damn, uh, he's cool and all, uh, damn. but it's like he really brings us down and stuff. <laughs> uh, all I gotta say is, it's gonna be. Such a breeze not having to edit so much of Joe because the racist things that come out of his mouth that I have to take out of here, like hours upon hours upon yeah. hours. At least I, I say racist stuff, but not that many things. Yeah, I at least maybe in an episode have to take away 15 <laughs> racist things that you say. Joe, I'm basically about an hour, an hour and a half of content <laughs> that he ends up giving us. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, it's going to be easier, but yeah, let's get to it. Beto. Hey, suffer. Hey. I started playing Stray that came out recently on the PS5. If you uh, got a um, PlayStation Plus is it extra and premium, right? It's not for PlayStation Plus members. I want to say it's premium only. It might I, be extra. I could be I wrong. I think it's extra because I yeah? saw something about okay. that. All right, all right. Um, but uh, yeah, if you got PlayStation, at least if you got PlayStation Premium or Plus Premium, it is out now. Uh, straight. It's uh, uh, it's like a, I don't know. It's you're just a cat <laughs> and you explore them. You explore the world. Um, you have to, it's, there's, I mean, you're not really puzzle aspects to it. It's just more like you're, you're having conversations with, uh, robots that, um, pretty much they didn't take over the world, but they, they inhabit the world, uh, because there's no more humans. Uh, so just the robots are the only living forms, I guess, or AI in the world. Mm. Um, but you speak to them and then just to try to open up, uh, to advance into the new, the next uh, section of the world, uh, it seems like you're trying to go because everything is like underground, and it's um, 
like post-apocalyptic futuristic type of world kind of i i thought it was like blade runner at first but it's really yeah. not it's more like futuristic robots living in like a kind of like impoverished looking world um and then you try to it seems like you're trying to i haven't got that far probably like two three hours of it but when i got out of it it feels like you're trying to get out into like the actual world where there's like yeah sun grass uh-huh. beaches and all that stuff right um but so far when i've played through it it's 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 different it's fun i like it a lot mm-hmm. um i i hear it's short so I, I don't know how far i'm into it uh in in terms of like uh uh, like length i guess yeah it's been fun just uh, just walking around uh talking to people and then like you talk to somebody and then uh they give you hints as to where you have to go yeah uh so it's pretty fun just to do that uh i mean it's nothing new it's uh i was trying to figure out what game did that where you talk about there's a lot of games that do that yeah where you talk to somebody and they go it's like a i guess like a fetch quest ish hmm. uh trying to find find out where you have to go next but there's multiple things that you can do because like you can talk to uh um uh, this musician he's like oh i'm a musician i don't have music to play it's like so he so he's he's an ai but he just plays music he has a guitar so you have to find uh music sheets for him to play music and the music in it is it's it's i like it a lot because it sounds like a like a warped record ish kind of like the dude playing a guitar it's like made out of like a gas can with strings or wire or something uh-huh. but uh, the music that he plays is it's it's nice i like i like checking it because there's a little a little pillow next to him and you can have him play the song and you just chill you sleep for a little bit it's just like a, a little mode that you do it doesn't do anything it just you just like sleep you're the cat you just go to sleep but you hear hear the music but yeah so i just exploring so far i'm like i'm not exactly sure what what the story is about or if there's really i mean how, how big of a, how much of a plot there is to it but exploring the 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 section that i'm in uh there's so many things that you can do like you can trigger certain like little events here and there um with uh, interactions with people so it's uh it's been it's i mean it's cool i mean <laughs> i really don't know what much else to say about it because uh, it's really just a uh more of a just ex- exploring type of game it's not like a platformer where some people would probably think that that's what it is but it's not you're just walking around if you need to go up somewhere you hit x and it's an animation where it goes up to a ledge mm. there's no no um no uh actual platforming extra aspects to it but yeah that's what i played this week um that's pretty much it what about you just Joe? <laughs> uh well you know um i was playing madden um i forget which league i was playing it in uh, i can't do a good joe voice okay. now uh anyway uh jesse what's that for Hey Joe, thanks. What's up? Thank you. <laughs> You're the coolest, Joe. You're awesome. Um, so we got a. I I wanted to get Klonoa. They came out with Klonoa Fantasy Rivery series, which collected uh, remakes of Klonoa One and Klonoa Two. And but in America, they only did them digitally. And then I found out that Play Asia was selling. Uh, copies of them on physical that you can play on the PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, or Nintendo Switch. So I was like, you know what? I want to I want to get a physical copy of it because they're both the same price. If I remember, the digital is $40. The physical is $40 too. So I was like, you know what? It's a no-brainer. I'm going to get that one. So I did. 
and they finally came in i think like a week and a couple of days after the release of the digital version uh but yeah i played that i streamed it i was really excited to play it i played the original a bit i never f completed it on playstation one but had like a lot of fun with klonoa uh back in the day and when i would go back and play like the first couple of levels and stuff all the time but this time i was like okay cool i got the remake i'm gonna play it i'm gonna get into it and you know it's such a fun great platformer and again i, I know a, i remember a good amount of it but i'm not like a hardcore fan of klonoa so um i can't say like oh man it plays exactly the same but i feel like the controls are still tight the gameplay is solid i don't feel i felt like they were able to keep everything as tight as it originally was now i'm just saying that because of how well the game played maybe there's fans out there who are hardcore fans who are like they it's it's cool but it's not as tight as this or you know get you get what i'm saying like it's not um i could be wrong saying that but i don't know but with what i played the controls were fun the graphics the upgrade everything they did with it it's charming the music's great dude the story in klonoa there's like a pretty, there's a really good story. Nothing robust or as big as something like The Last of Us or God of War. But still, there was enough in it where I was like, oh, wow, this was like PlayStation 1. Even though PS1 games had very large stories like Resident Evil 2, Metal Gear Solid, what have you. When I was going through it on the stream, I was like, oh, okay. Well, I'm like, how much more do I have? So I went I went on the, the internet and went to how long to beat. And I said, oh, you can beat this game in four hours. So I was like, oh, I can do it. I'll just beat it tonight. I was up till two in the morning at the last couple of levels trying to fucking beat it. I was at the I was at the end and having so much trouble to where people in the chat were like, hey man, just get some rest. You know, you'll be fresh fresh and, and ready for tomorrow to do it. You know, and I was like, no, I'm gonna keep going. And I keep going. Cause man, some of the like little they have puzzles in it, but like very tiny puzzles, very simplistic puzzles, but it's all about jumps, timing, and using what you have. Like it's crazy. Like how how ramped up the difficulty gets. In like it's more of like a like your performance, you know. So this this the director of it was the same director who did one of your favorite games, Bethel Ninja Gaiden, and and uh, you know going through like 70 percent of the game. You're like, oh, I know that this is from the guy who's Ninja Gaiden, but and and there's some stuff in it that's like Ninja Gaiden, maybe. But oh, okay, it's cool that it's the director. But once you get toward the end, you're like, oh, okay, I see some of it. I see some of the the difficulty curve of Ninja Gaiden in there, like influential kind of difficulty. Um, yeah. So that was a uh, that was pretty that was a a pretty quick jump in difficulty but nothing to where i hated it but yeah i had to play it later i had to actually stop and then the next morning i i started playing but i went back to levels to farm lives because that's what was stopping me because once you went after uh, once you got through lives you had to start all the way over again in uh -huh. that level not not like the beginning of the game but that level and you're like fuck i had a checkpoint that was right at that puzzle that i just had trouble with or whatever so but Finally went through it, finally beat the the part that I had trouble with, and there was still more where I was like, Jesus Christ, when is this game over? Not in a bad way, but I was already at the point where I was like, damn it, dude. This is just, 
this is giving you a lot. You know, yeah, you can beat it in four hours, but I don't know. Like from beginning to end, I just had a really good time with it. It was it was cool, have fun, uh, everything about it. Like I could see why Klonoa is such a huge like fan favorite, right? Became like a, a, um, a cult no classic. classic. Yeah. yeah, you know. Um, and yeah, I, I did that on stream, beat it, and jumped a little bit on the second one, and I'm like, all right, cool. Like I feel the difference in the second one because the second one came out on playstation 2 and uh i can feel a little bit difference like that little upgrade in a ps2 version even though they're both remakes of course they're gonna look better than that you, there's still that feeling where where you know the sequel feels a little bit different than the original yeah. so it was kind of kind of cool to see that uh but i played like a level or two on that but i did say when i when i streamed it I was like, all right, cool. Like, I had a great time playing the first one. I think I'm going to play this one by myself. I'm not going to stream this one because I kind of just want to kind of take it in more and, like, enjoy it. I might stream it and finish it on stream, but I think uh, uh, maybe it was just the first one. I'm cool. Someone was trying to say, like, because I was, I was explaining. I never completed the first one, so I can't say how close it is but it, when i saw online it's pretty close to how the original was you know just yeah. looks nicer and then someone's like you can still play it and i'm like i'm not gonna <laughs> so don't tell me what to do yeah man yeah no i enjoyed it man Kono was, was great it was fun yeah. i think i i i, I could conf confidently say now i'm a klonoa head i love klonoa yeah yeah Shit, i'm wondering i think that was all i really played this week yeah, I tried to get to. I wanted to try to get to Stray. I wanted to try to get to a ton of games. I still have. Uh, I haven't gotten to. It's just been busy. It's been a busy like two weeks for me. Um, that's pretty much it. Well, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. So see you in a bit. PC News with your hosts, Jesse Lira, Robert Esparza, and Joe Ramirez. In the break of the reveal of The Last of Us Part 1, a full remake of the original 2012 release for PlayStation 3, there were plenty of questions about how much it would actually change, but based on a new video released by Naughty Dog, the answer is plenty. The Last of Us director Neil Druckmann was among those taking center stage to outline some of the biggest enhancements to the beloved classic from graphical enhancements to improvements to accessibility. The team also outlined a host of new features, which include a new permadeath mode, a speedrun mode where players can time their runs, unlockable costumes for Joel and Ellie, an enhanced photo mode, a model viewer mode. That on top of big changes to AI graphics and controls, which aim to enhance The Last of Us at pretty much every level. For instance, the remake will utilize the DualSense haptic to add tension as Ellie draws a bowstring or to enhance the tactical feel of Joel and Ellie petting a giraffe. Naughty Dog hopes that these changes will make The Last of Us remake, as Druckmann puts it, extremely better than the original game. It is the definitive way to play The Last of Us, Druckmann says. We were able to see for ourselves just how enhanced the Last of Us remake is when it releases September 2nd on the PlayStation 5 and PC. 
Now, when this got announced, Bethel, the the Last of Us Part One, the remake of The Last of Us, you know, people were negative on it. People weren't happy about it, and you know, I could see why. Even I was just like, "Oh, did we need it?" You know, it's kind of like it was kind of weird. Like, did we really need this remake? We did talk about it on here on the show, but I'm, I'm bringing this up because I ended up watching the video for this. Like, oh, here are the enhancements her everything. But before I talk about that, I remember us talking about, all of us, you, me, and Joe, about this remake. And I said, you know what? I am excited, though. I was originally excited because if it takes the gameplay of The Last of Us Part 2 into 1, that's awesome. Because I felt like the gameplay was what I wanted from the first one. Not that the first one was bad, but I did, even going back for a second time playing the first one, I was just like, man, some things, it's not horrible. See, even when even when I say that, people are going to think I'm crazy. But it's like, it wasn't bad, but I just wanted something that felt a little bit more freeing is the only word that kind of comes to mind. And that's how The Last of Us 2's gameplay is. It just feels more relaxed. Like a, a, It's hard to explain. But... They're going to bring that over, but a huge amount of enhancements. Like, this isn't just an easy, hey, we're doing an upgrade, we're throwing it out, boom, yeah. there you go. Uh, watching the video, it, it shows that they put a lot of uh, time and care into it, and a lot of the enhancements seem pretty cool, you know, seem mm. seem awesome. Honestly, I was just like, oh, okay, I, I didn't doubt that wasn't going to, I didn't doubt it was going to happen, right? I didn't yeah. doubt that it was just going to be... Uh, and uh, like a cop, what people say, copy paste, and they're just you know they're trying to squeeze out more money from everybody because it costs a lot of money to make that type of upgrade that they're doing. Yeah. And it was kind of cool watching this video, and and I'm wondering if they were ever going to really plan this video unless that feed unless they got such a negative feedback, you know, because of the negative feedback. I wonder if they felt like they had to show it was like a 10 minute video of why we're remaking this, you know. To yeah. kind of, I don't know. What I, so I haven't played the whole thing. Uh-huh. The thing that kind of confused me or caught me off guard is the permadeath. I don't get how that, how, how like those supporting char- characters. Uh, I mean, unless uh, there's something in that that happens in the game where you, I don't know, you either fucking. I have no idea like, how. I didn't know they did. They lost health the perma like for for the the um npcs or is he talking about the main character oh the main character okay so when you're playing the game permit permadeath is basically like if you die that's it like the end of game it's kind of like it's kind of like uh metal gear solid's european extreme mode like if they catch you like that hardcore like if they catch you you just it's it's like your game is done no you're done game over like if you you want that like if you want to play a hardcore mode where yeah. you want to take it more like oh, okay i want this to be more realistic like in real life if i get uh-huh. shot and my health goes all the way down i don't know if they're actually i don't know if this mode is even one shot at a specific spot might like i'm yeah. just guessing like you're dead like I, if you're yeah. if you're a real person if you get shot in the fucking head you're dead you know yeah. there's no coming back so if people want to play that like the fucking hardcore most hardcore uh-huh. mode you have that option you have that option to do that. I thought it was for the uh, characters. Like, permadeath in, like, RPGs, if they die, you can't bring them back to life, right? Yeah. I thought it was like that for, like, supporting characters, not for main character. Yeah, no, I think it was more for your main character. Just uh, basically, okay. like, a if you die, that's it. You yeah. Game's over. If you die in the game, you die in real life. <laughs> that's a permadeath extreme. There was something funny in the trailer 
for when they were talking about things. They were talking about like upgraded graphics, you know, better eye tracking, better um, stuff they can do like closer to the motion capture of the actors, those slight movements and face twitches, things like that. But the one thing that was in it, I was just like, damn, did they make that? Did they do this for Bethel? Like, was this something for Bethel? They showed, we have a new system. We have a new kind of um, mechanic where you don't see this in, in, in the game, but we have it where it shows the actual enemy AI and their field of vision. And the field of vision is so it showed like what, if the person's looking, what are they seeing? The distance yeah. and how it tracks on the floor. So uh -huh. like kind of like, I think like the comb, in, the yeah, cone in Metal, Metal Gear, Gear. but yeah. this is more of like the cone isn't just like a, a triangle. It's gonna if there's something blocking the way, they're not of course not gonna see anything that someone's behind. But yeah. the cone still sees a little bit farther of what your eyes can see. So whatever yeah. the enemy can see. So not only are the the non-playable characters instead of that thing where you're like they fucking ran right in front of the dude. They they should have yeah. saw him and that pissed you off. Yeah. They. They can track even ahead of what, like, if that cone gets closer, they won't even get anywhere near that area. Oh, they will okay, that's cool. they'll, they'll move away. Like, yeah. to be more realistic. And I'm like, they heard the podcast. Wow. <laughs> Beto fucking hated that. And, like, we got to face this. <laughs> um, yeah, because yeah, I I was thinking like they have a cone where you where you would avoid it, but like there's no no way for them to, for the for the NPCs or your partners to uh to avoid that. That would have sucked because mm -hmm. they would have still run into them into those cones. But yeah, that's cool. I mean, they avoid it. It's they fixed it. Yeah, yeah, and and then you know the usual stuff, um, haptic feedback and things like that. Yeah. Um, I get I get what they're doing, right? Hey, man. It, it looks like they're putting a ton of money into it. That's cool. They really wanted to remake it to make it as close as, as, as The Last of Us Part 2. I get it. You know, I kind of get that. But I understand why people get upset. I don't, you know, we've always talked about we don't understand why people do death threats or just kind of threaten or anything. I think before, they get the job done. Yes. They get the job done. Well, yeah, from last week. Um, but like. There's still that thing where it's like, oh, then there was reports. Like what they don't talk about, and I understand they they're not they're never gonna talk about this. I understand it, but I think it's also something where, look, you guys are doing a remake. This is cool. Like it looks great, right? And it is a game I'm gonna get, but later, um, it's nothing I'm gonna buy right away. Regardless of price, I don't think I would have jumped at it right away at like forty. Not because I don't think it was worth it, but it's just like, ah, uh, I it's just something I did I didn't want right now. But for me, it's more of like hearing like, oh, yeah, um, a ton of games in development were got canceled because they were working on it because it's an in-house remake yeah. in Naughty Dog. And I get it because they want to they want to do it. They don't want anyone else to touch it. And that's understandable. But then hearing that, it's kind of like, oh, that sucks. That sucks. What kind of new franchise were they yeah. going to do? You know what, what? For all we know, what if they were like, hey, you know what? We kind of want to do Jack and Daxter again, but we're going to do it like crazy like. Did we lose a Jack and Daxter? Probably not. Or did we lose something that could have been fucking cool? Or maybe, hey. A new IP? Yeah. Or, or yeah, a new IP. Or maybe, hey, maybe it, it will be something they go back to in the future. You never know. But just hearing that is kind of a bummer. I get it. Yeah, I mean, it does suck because, I mean, you're, you, you, it's a game that people have already played. And, yeah, it's, it's fine that they're remaking it from the ground up. But you... Sometimes you also wish to, that they would come out with new stuff. Yeah, yeah. 
and and it's not like we talk about how we excited we are for like remakes of games because they're awesome but usually there's there's some time distance between it right yeah so this I, one feels like it's just a couple years ago but I, I mean they wanted to do it that this is coming up right the, the last of us part one is coming out they wanted to do this they did it and it's coming out right yeah, <laughs> i mean it's it's it doesn't look bad man it looks it looks cool i, I don't know because I, I, mean, I, never, I never played it i mean i never completed it so i can't really say it and i didn't see the uh the this announcement either so, so you never completed the first one mm-hmm. for many reasons yes. um and i remember beating part two and i was like dude like bethel like you'll like this one better because it just controls way better. Like it was even for me, like all I wanted from two was it's like, dude, improve this and improve that. And they did what I wanted to regardless of like, and I didn't hate the story. I had my problems with certain things. People fucking hated how two was. And I think I felt it was too overblown. That was my reasoning. But as a game, as a game, no, as a gameplay thing, as like a gameplay aspect of a game like improving on a game this fucking improved yeah so that's why when they announced the remake even though i wasn't really that happy i was like dude it's gonna have two's combat and like the, it's gameplay improvements yeah i'm in like not right away but like yeah that's I'll, what i'm looking I'll, forward to i think i'll probably get it when it's when it drops in price for sure yeah. just uh just because you say you say it's better than a but the improved um, controllers and the yeah, improved the proof, AI. the proof controls just like, it just feels more freeforming. That's the yeah. only word I can think of. It's hard to explain, man. Like it's like it, an interpretive dance. It is, yeah. There you go. It's it's just one. Like I'm talking like if one played like Resident Evil PS1 tank controls. No, yeah. but I just felt it was coming off like I knew it wasn't going to be Uncharted, and I knew it wasn't going to play like Uncharted. But it felt like a like a, a little bit more constrained. Yeah. And I want I wanted to feel that, but I knew it's not that game. So why am I yeah. comparing it to that? But I just wanted to feel a little bit more loose. Because it's made by the same people. That's true, but not every game. I know. Just <laughs> um, why doesn't Why doesn't FIFA play like like Mass Effect? Huh? <laughs> no, I was gonna say why doesn't FIFA play like men? Capcom shared a first look. And an alternate costumes for Street Fighter 6 and some of the outfits are sure to bring a wave of nostalgia to longtime fighting game fans. As part of the Street Fighter panel at San Diego Comic Con 2022, Capcom revealed that Ryu, Chun Li, and Guile are getting DLC costumes that replicate their classic Street Fighter 2 outfits. Chun Li will be able to do her classic taunt that has hit detection as well. Capcom also showed off Luke wearing streetwear. This version of the character is wearing shoes, which is, isn't the case for his default costume. Jamie, Luke's rival, also got an alternate costume complete with a pretty sick chain. There was no announcement on if this DLC is paid or free. We also don't know if the DLC will be available at launch or come sometime after. Street Fighter 6 is slated to release next year on PlayStation 4, PS5, Xbox Series XS, and PC. We got to go hands-on with Street Fighter 6 last month at Summer Games Fest and showcased a full 21 minutes of gameplay. The game was officially announced earlier this year and will include three new modes, a number of returning modes, and a single-player story mode called World Tour. So, Beto, San Diego Comic-Con is going on right now, and there was some cool, slick Street Fighter stuff. The announcement of the DLC I got, right? I got this World, world, world Exclusive. No one else is talking about this. No one else has brought this up. I got people on the show floor of San Diego Comic-Con to let me know how Street Fighter 6 is. I had someone play it, Bethel. 
yeah. and come back with the info about who's how the, who's the man on the street the man on, on the street has to go unnamed because if i reveal his identity he's gonna go to jail that's how exclusive this is damn yeah i'm afraid for their lives because they could die for giving me this information but you know yeah. what i'm not gonna i'm not gonna reveal who they are yeah i'm just gonna let you know they let me know that the game felt good very newbie friendly and very solid which i was like that's good this game needs to be very newbie friendly yeah yeah he got he or she got hands on with it so that's the you you fucked up dude you said he and then you said he he she he or she i could have fixed that in editing and then you said it again so now you fucked up nah you you're gonna get this guy killed or girl or, or, or them. Even though they said that Luke's uh, wearing like streetwear, I like to think that he's wearing the same exact thing. Like, but guys, we added shoes. And it's like, <laughs> it's the same thing he's got Jordans. <laughs> this news came out a while ago, but I, I wanted to save it. Konami is preparing to reinstate the Metal Gear games temporarily removed from sale as the series celebrates its 35th anniversary. As reported by VGC, Konami's Japanese Twitter account posted to commemorate the anniversary and announced that fans seemingly soon will once again be able to play the temporarily suspended entries. The Metal Gear series, released on July 13th, 1987, celebrated its 35th anniversary today. It said, We are preparing to resume sales of titles that have been temporarily suspended. This could refer to the versions of Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 that were removed from digital storefronts last November following license renewal issues. At the time, we are currently working on renewing the licenses for select historical archive footage used in-game. Therefore, we have made the temporary decision to begin suspending the sale of Metal Gear Solid 2 and Metal Gear Solid 3 and all products that include these games from digital storefronts globally starting with November 8th, 2021. I mean, you said they went, I'm sorry, they're going to relist all of them or the PS, like, every They're going to release stuff, got like, so like 3DS, like pretty much all of them were taken off digital storefronts. So like the yeah. Metal Gear Solid, the, the collection that had Metal Gear yeah. Solid 2, Metal Gear Solid 3, um, yeah. the 3DS, Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater was taken off. Um, yeah, a whole list of anything that was digital that you were able to buy yeah. uh, is no longer available to download digitally. But now it seems like it's coming back. But I feel like if it's coming back and you didn't have it in time for the 35th anniversary and you might not yeah. make it a big deal. If, you, if they don't make it a big deal, people aren't going to know anyway. And at yeah. the same time, if, if it's not going to like, oh, here's the thing. If it's not on Game Pass, if it's not on PlayStation, you know, premium or any of that, I think that kind of. Yeah, yeah, those are those would be good games to add for free. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, honestly, like those games, I, I, I still got my PS3 and I got the collection, so I can play them whenever. So for me, it's just like it's cool for the people that that have never played them and they want to get into them, or they want to. I guess since they don't have if they don't have like the copies, they can buy them and play them themselves again. It's cool, but I mean, eh, I don't know, dude. I don't feel like supporting Konami anymore. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, yeah, but it's cool for the people if they want to play. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, I just, you know, it, it'd be nice if they came out. I mean, also licenses that they'll probably have the Metal Gear Solid PS1 game release on, you know, PlayStation 5 and stuff. So things like that. That's, that's cool. 
think it's good that they're going to be doing that. Beto. TMNT, the Cowabunga Collection, has an official release date now. When do you think it's out? If you had to guess. When they were like Ninja Turtles Day. Is there like a Ninja Turtles Day or something? I don't know. Is August 30th a Ninja, Ninja Turtles Day? Is that when it's 30th? Yeah, it's the 30th. Nice. Yeah. That doesn't be later, honestly. No, August 30th, uh, the Cowabunga Collection is coming out. Uh, it is 13 radical games from Konami's entry archives of the retro 8-bit, 16-bit, and arcade Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle titles. This is going to be interesting. We've talked about it, but it's going to be interesting that they're going to be releasing these because off the hot, hot off the heels of Shredder's Revenge. I think a lot of people really got into that. And then going back to these older games, and some of them are really cool. Some of them, for the first time, I feel, being released. It's going to be cool to have this. It's going to be interesting to see what people's reaction is going to be to it. You know? Yeah. Like, are they going to enjoy it? Are things going to be have to have been changed? I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. That yeah. one's going to be interesting. I just thought it was going to be later because of that placeholder. There's like the placeholder uh, uh, date on Amazon. It's every time I see like a, a date like that, like it says like December 31st, 2022. Mm-hmm. It's always like the year after that it comes out. But I'm glad it's coming out soon. Yeah. All news and articles are from publications like IGN, Gotaku, Destructoid, Engadget, GameSpot, and Polygon. Thank you for listening to 3PC News. We'll be back after the break. So, Beto, this week, right now, as we're recording this, this is this has already happened. It's already passed. It's passed this week. But on the day of recording, San Diego Comic-Con 2022 is happening right now. We talked about that. We talked about our insider playing Street Fighter VI. And today, I had someone ask me, he's like, hey, man, have you ever, man, the Comic-Con thing's going on, man. You, have you, you should go to that. You seem like you'd be into it. I'm like, I went for 15 years, man. Yeah. And they're like, what? You know, yeah. and it made me think of like all the adventures and everything that we, we went through at Comic-Con. So for, for Comic-Con week that's happened, that has already passed, but has happened for us. I kind of want to bring up our experiences at San Diego Comic-Con. Everything to do with video games, comic books, movies, but especially video games, just our experience with Comic-Con. You know, I think on the heels of this happening right now and everyone enjoying San Diego Comic-Con, I thought it'd be a nice little topic for us to talk about since Joe isn't here because Joe never got to experience Comic-Con. Joe was one of the many, um, I'm sorry to say, unfortunately sad souls that could never attend a Comic-Con because he just wasn't that cool, Bethel. He wasn't He's as cool a fucking as loser, that's why. He's a, yeah, hey, I didn't want to say it, but you're 100% correct. I yeah. think, what, I attended it for 15 years? You attended it for, like, five? No, dude, that does, like, Real, probably oh, yeah. eight. Oh, seven eight, or eight of them? Maybe? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I was just trying to remember, like, we went to so many of them, but... um. I think the first time I went to was, like, maybe 2005, or I went with you. You went, the, you went like, the year before. You went the, I want to say I went 2006 was my first year, and then you went 07, or am I wrong? I don't know, dude, because I think I remember 
I graduated high school in the year you went. I think you went that year, and then the following year I started going. No, no, it wasn't. I'm right. I'm like, you yeah, fucking so lie. Like, it might have been like 2006, 2007 around there. Yeah. I still have my badge somewhere. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I- um, it, it was cool. Like, like my experience was going to San Diego cause it was my uncle who said, Hey, you should go to this. You like comic books, you know, like you should go to San Diego comic con. I'm like, Oh, what's that? You know, like I didn't know that much about it. Right. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, you should go this day. So I remember driving down to San Diego, walking up to the convention center and I'm like, I'd like a weekend pass, uh, or a week pass. To San Diego Comic-Con, please. Because I was a young kid. So I spoke like this. And they're like, all right, here's a form, little buddy. And I'm like, thank you. Fill it out. And I'm like, I filled it out. And I think it was a Thursday. And I'm like, here you go. He's like, all right, it'll be $75. I'm like, okay. And I took it. You know, I took my ticket. I had the whole week pass and stuff. Had a great time. And I told you about it. I'm like, Beto. You should go next year. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be great. Um, Wait, I went for two years before you went, right? Yeah, I don't know. I think you did, yeah. I remember going the next year, and that's when Comic-Con blew up. The, the next year I went is when Comic-Con blew up. Like, the week before it was going to happen, the news was like, Wednesday preview night sold out, Thursday sold out, Saturday sold out, Friday sold out, Sunday sold out. And I'm like, what is going on? And I just assumed, oh, okay, maybe online tickets sold out, but in person, you just buy it. Maybe that's what I got was an in-person walk-up ticket, right? And, like, just even that week, it was like, nope, tickets are done. Like, no one can get – if you don't have a ticket to the hottest ticket in town, you you dumb, right? You a dummy. You ain't going. And I was like, oh, man, I'm a bummer. And there I was in San Diego. I went. I drove down. And I'm like, guess I'm not going to attend San Diego Comic-Con this year. And I was bummed. I was like, really like, that sucks. It's disappointing. But what can I do? And my uncle, fucking the coolest thing. I mean, he's always done a ton of cool stuff. But one of the coolest things was just like, hey, here. Here's 200 bucks. Go on Craigslist and get a ticket for the oh, week. Oh, yeah, I went that year. Did you? Yeah, because yeah. I bought my tickets online. I bought my tickets online. They sold out, and you got it from that one. Dude, I, remember, I don't know if you want to. <laughs> yeah, I gotta block that name. <laughs> <laughs> you got it from some dude that had like did. a. He had a Chinese name. <laughs> so you got him online, okay? I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, I bought them online because I, I could only buy. For some reason, they sold out all of the four-day passes or the mm. entire weekend pass, mm. and I got like all of them, but individual passes. So that fucking sucked having to get that. Yeah, and uh, and you ended up get buying it from 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 a uh, from uh, Craigslist. Yeah, yeah, I got it from from a guy named Craigslist. So that that night, that whole weekend, I was a different person. Yeah. You know, all I'm saying you were is a Chinese man. <laughs> <laughs> a Chinese, uh, <laughs> and just he is very brown. <laughs> I am very brown. I am Mexican, and uh, if anyone really saw my name tag, they'd be like, hmm. <laughs> no, it doesn't compute. I was, dude. I was so ready to be like, I'm adopted, you know, or something. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, man. Like it was crazy. That was like the start of like, because I think it was like the start of the MCU boom. Like Hollywood was there at full force. Twilight was starting up. Like people were just there to go to see the, all the Hollywood stuff. Yeah. All the Hollywood 
big wigs, all the big things. So it, it Comic Con ended up blowing. That's when it blew up. I was there the year before the giant explosion, because the yeah. year I went, the first year I went. Now you, if you're a celebrity, you couldn't even walk the show floor. Now you can't. A lot of celebrities now have to be celebrities, writers, or anyone in the geek world too, or whatever. They have to kind of, they kind of have to be incognito, in a costume. Mostly celebrities, you know, some, yeah. some you know, but they have to be hidden because if not, people are gonna bombard them and all that. You know, you can't have Chris Hemsworth or, you know. Robert Downey walked the show floor without everyone going after them. But I remember my first year, like, fucking seeing it. Like, I don't know, people I knew. Like, I remember, uh, yeah, Judd Apatow, Leslie Mann, just there on the show floor talking to some dude. Like, I guess someone was just, hey, you know, I like your stuff. And I remember walking by. I'm like, oh, shit, that's them. The RZA was just walking like whatever. And I'm just like, hey, you know, like that. I just went like that. Yeah. You know, I never bug anybody. I'm not saying like like celebrities were all just hanging out or whatever, but just people who are big names that now they could they couldn't just walk the show floor or anything. Yeah. Um, but I remember I remember that I remember seeing like some people it's like oh shit that's like you know that wasn't behind a booth or anything you know. What about you, Beto? What was your experience with Comic Con? Um, I mean, it was it was I loved it. I loved I loved going to panels. I lo I loved buying graphic novels. Uh, at a really cheap price. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude! Like... We used to go, we used to get so many graphic novels. We used to get omnibuses, yeah. you know, trade paperbacks. I remember like my backpack was so heavy. Yeah, like dude. fucking like you had I to fucking love that shit. Yeah, that shit was cool. I remember having one year having my backpack so full of comics. You know, because look, I'm a comic book fan, right? I, like it was cool yeah. to see it was cool to see panels, and we'll get back we'll get to that yeah. later. But, um. I loved comic books. I loved seeing a lot of my favorite comic book artists and comic book writers getting stuff signed. But I would have so much in my backpack, dude, that it was so big one time that I w we're at a booth. Was it Mile High Comics? They had yes. a booth that was up against the wall. Um, I, I bumped into, because he was right there, he would have signings. Um, The guy who played the original Hulk. Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno. I bumped, I fucking hit him with my backpack. Lou Ferrigno. Huh? Fool Lurigno. Fool Lurigno. I bumped him with my backpack, and I'm like, sorry. He just turned and looked at me, and I'm like, oh, shit, the Hulk is mad. I'm and like, like why are you going? <laughs> no, yeah, I bumped I bumped him with it, and I was like, oh, shit, yeah. sorry, you know, because he was just right there. He, he would sign, like, right in the corner of that, that, yeah. that spot. Yeah, he'd always be there. But yeah, that was my favorite one to go to because they, they would have them at discount, uh, like the week, for the whole weekend. But the further the weekend, the further into the weekend you would go, the, the steeper the discount gets. Like on Sunday, you get like fifty percent off of, of whatever you can find. I mean, there's there's a shit ton. There's still a lot of stuff that you can find, but all of the great shit was gone. Yeah, yeah. But you still some you still find some dope shit for a really cheap price. Um, yeah, I would like it. Like by that time, it's like buy three trades, get eight free, and you're like, what? <laughs> Yeah, they get rid they of shit. They're like, there's just shit we don't want to take back. Yeah. You know, and yeah, Not I have that. like some of my, my favorite stuff I got is is like I got he, stuff that's out of print now that's like yeah, hard to dude. find. I got that freaking first uh tray the first hardcover of Ultimate Spider Man. That shit's like yeah. it's like a uh it's a pricey a pricey book now. Yeah. Well not even that even like I just wanted to get it. I was like, Oh it's cool and it was like regular like regular price at the time. Like all those old omnibuses or the hardcovers are fucking super expensive, man. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
sorry, was there more you wanted to say about your your first? Uh, yes, I mean, all before like the first couple of years, you would get like a lot of really cool free shit. Yeah, like posters, like when when uh, Dead Proof came out. Remember when uh, when the Grindhouse movies came out? Yeah, you get a bunch of like postcards that they would give out. I just fucking take a ton of them. I still got a bunch of them that I use as bookmarks. Um, but yeah, look at all those freak posters that were cool, even though I never like hung them up or anything. They just need to have. Yeah. Like uh, the compared to like how it was like the last couple of years that I went, they they completely stopped giving stuff out away, mm-hmm. like giving away. So I mean, it, it, it kind of sucked towards the end there. But all yeah, they would first couple- all they would give out would be like hats or T-shirts of shows that were gonna get canceled that year anyway. Yeah. So it was just like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, but like that, that was uh, for me like the what I liked the most was going to uh, yeah, just walking around going to like the um, booths and stuff, and mainly buying comics. Mm-hmm. Now we're a video game podcast, Bethel, and I would be remiss if I did not mention video games at Comic Con because when I was starting to go, video games were well represented at the convention so- show floor. Like I remember Nintendo having a giant booth, and at that time Nintendo had the DS. And Nintendo had this huge lounge area. That first year I went, they had this dope-ass lounge area where you could sit anywhere. They had beanbags. You can plug in your DS if you needed to charge. There was, like, multiplayer things you can do, download demos on your 3DS or play demos that were stationed there. Like, they had, like, a really cool, chill area for Nintendo and stuff. Capcom would be there. Xbox would be there different companies would be there there would be cool like if there was a monster hunter you for damn sure there would have been a giant monster hunter statue just there where you can play the monster hunter demo and everything later on nintendo ended up leaving the show floor and going into like the marriott and stuff and being in the marriott like lounges and everything which was really cool but um there was ways you can play demos for games you know way ahead before anyone else so it was like it was like a mini e3 to try out demos and bethel what did it t- what did what did playing games at comic-con teach us to not wait in line for playing to play a game <laughs> why because it sucks <laughs> why oh what else why what else because you're waiting a long time for such a little bit of time to even oh, try yeah, a game yeah. and depending who's in front of you they might either bug the shit out of you or try to teach you how to play the game when you're like dude your time's up leave yeah do you remember the two games we played no, but I remember Neo. Yeah, okay, you remember Neo. It was Devil May Cry 4 for the PlayStation 3, and for the Wii, it was Resident, Evil's, Resident Evil Umbrella Chronicles. Okay. So yeah. those were the two games that Capcom had at their booth that we waited maybe 45 minutes in line to, to try out. And yeah, even after that, that was the last time we tried anything out. We are like, yeah, yeah that's, we're not doing this anymore. Unless it was a short line, then yeah. Actually, yeah, but. if it was a short line, because I remember we tried out the Xbox One before the Xbox One came out, and we, we yeah. came out very unimpressed. Yeah, it was bad. We prayed uh, Rise, Son of Rome, and then after a while, I'm like, uh, I think, dude, I looked at you and I went, I think God Mode's on. And you're like, what? I'm like, I, you're not going to die. Yeah. You're not going to die. And then Bethel's like, oh, and then you played and you did something to fucking shut down whatever you were doing. And the guy comes, <laughs> the guy comes, he's like, uh, 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 you're like, yeah, this thing restarted or something. It doesn't turn back on. He's like, uh, yeah, uh, do you want to, you want to go to another station? You're like, nah, I'm cool. It's, I'm, <laughs> I'm done. I'm all right. I'm, I'm, I'm all right, man. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was cool to be able to, to try out certain things. I think the most memorable 
things I tried out was um, being able to try out before it became the shitstorm that it was a Street Fighter Cross Tekken. I got to try it without the gem system on there. Yeah. Which you can play that game without gems now after like an update they ended up doing. But I remember playing it and, and being like, oh, okay, man, this might be cool. It feels very much like Street Fighter 4, but it's got like some yeah. Tekken characters. I'm like, all right, so I have a good feeling about this. And then the game came out. And it was like, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't great either. Um, but yeah, it was it was cool how much of a presence video games had on the show floor. Like if you yeah. like video games, Comic-Con had everything, man. Whether you like comic books, video games anime like everything it was well represented in stuff yeah. everything because we're talking about video games i remember like for me the most memorable one of the most memorable moments was when we went to go watch um the street fighter 4 panel remember that shit yes i, I did. remember seeing that and i was like fuck i was like i wasn't big into fighting games i always liked them but seeing that dude i fucking got chills watching that shit. i was so excited for that like it, yeah and like it it, it it struck a chord like i i watching that i was like fuck dude this game looks awesome and then uh, i got it and i got obsessed with it like <laughs> it ended up being a fucking like a fantastic game you know you know i remember from that panel and i don't, I don't think you remember this uh the director of street fighter 4 uh yoshinori ono he was there at the panel he had his translator and he had asked everybody he he's like i want to record the biggest hadouken ever yeah. ever done you know hadouken right yeah and so Everyone does it. Hadouken. You know, you do it too. I do it, right? And he's like, do it again, do it again. One more time. Louder, louder. Hadouken, right? And I was getting into it. I was like, oh, because everyone was getting into it. Hadouken, right? And he's like, yeah. I think he did it like three or four times. I turn and look at you and <laughs> you you had a look of like, I give you one. I'm not fucking doing this anymore. <laughs> and I just remember feeling so like... Looking at you, and right away I was like, fuck, I'm a loser. But then I went, man, won't you just have fun? But then I realized, I get get where you're coming from. But, like, I remember, like, turning and you're just like, nah, I'm done. I'm fucking done. (laughs) Do you remember? No, that does sound like me, though. I don't remember that. (laughs) You did it one time. And then when he kept saying, another one, another one. And I was just like, Hadouken, Hadouken. (laughs) You were just like, nah, dude. Nah, I'm done. Fuck this. (laughs) And that's when I went. Beto goes to the beat of his own drum. I'm like, he don't know it. You 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 convince him one time cool but if you felt weird doing it i'm fucking done <laughs> and i think that's what happened i think you were like i don't i don't like that. i don't want to do that <laughs> even though everybody in this room is doing it i ain't fucking doing it anymore i'm done so that shit was funny and i will always remember that i will always remember i'll always remember that and i'll always remember us going we would we would go okay so like going into the panel part we went to panels for a ton of things Stuff talking about comic books, comic book series series we liked, video game panels, whatever panel you can think of, it was there. Anime, movies, even the big Hall H movie panels where people were waiting in line for hours. We saw stuff ahead of time. We saw clips from Captain America before anyone else. Iron Man 2, Avatar, all this shit, right? When you really think about it, it it's cool to see it early, but... You're just like, I got to see a scene from Captain America. What happened? The fucking Red Skull, who wasn't the Red Skull yet, grabbed the uh, uh, Cosmic Cube 
It's just like, oh, okay. And what happens? He had, he grabbed it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What else? They showed us art. All right. And they say the movie's gonna be awesome. Okay, that's cool. You know. Yeah. Um. And then no, don't get me wrong. Like a lot of a lot of stuff would be cool to see. You know, like a lot yeah. of oh man, we get to see this. Or this looks pretty cool. Yeah. I remember. I've been, it was always fun seeing the Q and A's from the actors when they talk about stuff. That was fun. Too. Yeah, yeah. I sometimes I hated the questions that some fans would say. Uh, yeah. uh, do, do you think the movie's gonna be good? Did, did you did did you uh did you like playing Captain America? <laughs> if Captain America fought the Hulk, who 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 would win? Yeah. Yeah, we were can there I, for like. Can I, can, can I smell your farts? <laughs> we were there for like a ton of shit. Like when the the actual uh, f- original cast of uh, or the first time the cast of Avengers was assembled and shit and. Yeah. You know, someone got some kid got stabbed in the eye by another kid. We were there. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot about that a, shit. Yeah, they, some kid with they got with a protractor. <laughs> protractor. Yeah, he fucking stabbed another a kid with a Harry Potter shirt. Stabbed another kid in the eye. I mean, they were like teenagers or something. Yeah. Still stabbed him in the eye. But I remember when that happened. There were so many people. Like it, it's crazy. Like the the game of telephone happened. Meaning, like no people who were there knew what happened. And as yeah. the word traveled down, what we heard was someone fainted. <laughs> and I remember. I think both of us. Or I think you said like, why don't they just give him room to breathe? Everyone's hu- huddling. You know. And then we find out later in the news, like, no, he stabbed him in the eye. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Holy shit. Because I remember it was just like, okay, no one could leave. And we were there for like another hour or something before yeah. anything happened. Um, Dude, remember when we would, uh, early on, when like Walking Dead before the show, mm-hmm. when we would just walk up to Robert Kirkman, hey, how's it going, man? And oh, you get your shit signed within like 10 seconds. Yeah, dude, I remember, I remember the first time going to get Robert Kirkman to sign my stuff. And he was there at the image booth, and nobody came up to him. Yeah. And I remember I was getting my shit ready because, again, we talked about it. We would have backpack full of shit. So I had to pull out what I had. And I remember looking at you and going, dude, I'm pissed. And you're like, why? No one's going up to him. He's a fucking yeah. great writer, and no one gives a shit. Dude, like literally a year later, you could not even go to the fucking booth yeah, and dude, get anything signed by Kirkman and stuff. Yeah, anything man. at all. And he would sign... He would sign whatever you gave him. Yeah, dude. He was fucking cool as hell. Yeah. And uh, uh, it, there was that one year. He was the biggest fucking name ever, right? And they tell you, you can only have two things signed, two things signed. Dude, I gave him five shit, and he signed it. He didn't give a fuck. Yeah, he, he didn't, didn't give care. A fuck, yeah. But I, well, we found out the reason why they said, like, oh, no, they only said one thing was because Todd McFarlane was there. And Todd oh, McFarlane yeah. said he could only sign one thing because he doesn't want to sign multiple things. And no one in line wanted to fucking get anything signed by Todd McFarlane. Remember yeah. we were in line waiting for Kirkman to get signed and they were trying to pull people out. Who's getting stuff signed by Todd? Who's getting stuff signed by Todd? And everyone and just people like look at each other like, no, 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 no we're no. here for Kirkman. <laughs> we're here yeah. for Kirkman, man. And like, look, I have my gripes with Todd McFarlane, but Spawn was cool. All right. So, but, but because of that, like, but I still like fucking gave stacks of shit to Kirkman. He signed it. He didn't fucking, he didn't say no. He just, he no. still signed it. I have a video of just, I was just recording him. He's just like, He's like, oh, he looked at me. He's like, oh, you, you recording this? I'm like, yeah. I'm gonna, I just went, I'm gonna put it on YouTube. <laughs> and, then, and then he goes, well, that's gonna be a boring ass video. And I was just like, <laughs> I just started laughing. I have some good, I have some good shit. I have footage that no, that I just own of, of creators and stuff telling me, telling me things. Yeah, yeah I, I do. With the, 
you have one with uh, with um, Joe Hill. You talking to Joe Hill, right? Yeah, I, I had one for talking to Joe Hill uh, for a while. Cool. Um, Joe Hill, Gabriel Rodriguez, the uh, creators of Lock and Key. Like, yeah, talking to him. I was talking for a good while. Yeah. I met some really cool people, man. It was, it was cool, man. A lot of creators are fucking cool. Greg Capolo. Fuckers yeah. built like a brick shit house. Yeah. And he fucking just kept talking to me when there's a giant fucking line. Yeah. Even, you t- even you told me, like, what are you fucking talking about? Oh, me and fucking Greg. That's my boy, dude. That's my boy, dog. <laughs> I was telling him, hey, this is what you got to do when you bench, bro. You know, like... <laughs> You getting yeah. kind of flabby, bro. Like, <laughs> um, but no, dude. I love that, that. For me, I'm like such a huge comic book fan, and, and that's for me. That was the one thing about Comic Con. For a lot of people, it was just everything else. There is a lot of people who go not caring about comic books, and that's fine, dude. Because Comic Con had so many things, and you can do whatever you want. But for me, I like. I really loved the comic book aspect. I would get so excited yeah. for a lot of that stuff because I, I got yeah, to meet yeah, a lot like, of my creators. Dude, you go. You go to. Um, artist alley and it'd be some sometimes it'd be empty and like fuck dude like like some of these artists are fucking dope yeah and like that even even yeah I kind of regret not going as often because there's some fucking great artists over there yeah yeah um, it's just like that whole section not just the artist alley but there's like other vendors there that were kind of like neglected and just kind of like got pushed pushed off the side and like they're like they used to be the main attraction yeah yeah because <laughs> I I was a fan of Kirkman I was a fan of of his his invincible comic book and the walking dead and there was talks like oh they're just probably gonna do a walking dead show i'm like kind of they gonna do a show you know like yeah. fucking stupid yeah, yeah, yeah. and we were there at the first panel of them sh- they showed the walking dead and that shit looked fucking cool i remember being yeah. there i'm like man this fucking looked cool yeah no matter how it, it ended i, I kind of dropped off of it within the third season but i think for me the first season was the more solid one um, yeah. except toward the end but that second season just uh, they took too long looking for that girl this yeah. is the walking dead show I won't talk about it but like I have my feelings on it I didn't mind that but it, it, it did take a while you know what you know what I miss a lot about comic con uh, going to gas lamp and getting that delicious pizza gas lamp like, pizza gas lamp pizza yeah. and, and getting like fucking how much was it like Five bucks for two slices and a drink or something? It was cheap, dude. It was, it was cheaper, fucking, it was, right? It was delicious pizza. It was, like, no, it was like, it was cheap pizza, but it was fucking delicious. No, it was great. We would get stacks. We were just How did like, we find that? We just were like, let's just walk. We're, and we'll find we're something. just walking, we'll find something, and then we found that one when we went, we went every year. <laughs> yeah. After that. I like yeah. it. It's it's quick. Yeah. It's like, ne- I never had New York style pizza, but it had a very New York style feel. Yeah. Right, who's next? I've never, who's next? I've, I've never been in New York, but it tastes like New York pizza. <laughs> A lot of stuff to do outside the convention and stuff. It was it was it was cool. It was cool, man. It was cool. But as time went on, um, I just noticed little by little, um, you stopped going. My cousins stopped going because my cousins would go too, who live in San Diego. Uh, and then it was just back to being me toward the end. And then like toward the end of my me going, I was just kind of like, you know what? It just feels like it felt like a swamp meet, but every week end i would go there'd be something different but it wasn't every weekend it was every year yeah everything was in the same location and every year it'd be bigger and bigger yeah to where it got too big and it just got too crowded yeah it was too much yeah. and you couldn't go anywhere you couldn't move and there was a lot of nasty smells yeah and then just kind of like yeah you know what i think i've had my fun here <sighs> the stories i could tell about 
some of the uncomfortable moments at Comic-Con, but one of the ones that popped in my mind was me frantically speed running around the convention center because I had to go so bad to the bathroom. And I was trying to find at least the least crowded restroom. And I couldn't find a single place because there were just lines and lines. And I was like, you know what? Upstairs, sometimes it's not that busy. Every place is busy. Every place is busy. I found one that wasn't busy, but the whole bathroom was flooded. And I was like, I can't even go in here. It was flooded. It was literally flooded. It was crazy. And then I just was I found the smallest line and said, fuck it. I've already spent like an hour trying to find it. I probably would have been able to go if I just waited in the first line or something. Yeah. And I went and like, I, I was sweating so much, dude. I was sweating so much that my pants fused to my leg when I was pulling it down. It was dripping wet of sweat just because I was just rushing everywhere. Yeah. But then when I finally got to go, I felt like the angels were carrying me to heaven. I was just like, oh. <laughs> yeah, man. Do we they, they, we could talk for hours about Comic Con, some of the stories, how um, the girl who was screaming bloody murder, I'm gonna shit on your face, girl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's so many fucked up stories, weird shit that we yeah. don't have time to talk about on this episode of Third Party Control Podcast. But before we go. What would you say to somebody going to Comic-Con for the first times? The do's, the don'ts, the don't worry about kind of stuff. I'll start it off. Uh, if you ever have the chance to be able to go to Comic-Con, I would say any day is really great to go. But if you yeah. can go on a Friday or a Saturday, those are pretty great days. Yeah. A lot of um, Another thing, too, is a lot of people are going to say, wait till Sunday for sales because you'll save a lot of money. Um, they're not wrong, but it won't be the stuff you want to buy because that stuff yeah. will already be purchased. Yep. It's not like the hot Comic-Con exclusive is mm -hmm. going to be cheaper on Sunday because that hot Comic-Con exclusive sold out on Thursday. Yeah. You know? And if they still have it, it's going to be the same price. Or someone else has it, another vendor is selling it for three times its value. So that's not <laughs> that saving any money. Yeah. <clears throat> um, if you can't get something, if you're waiting in line for a couple of hours and you can't get the thing you want, do not get mad just realize that <laughs> just realize that hey you didn't get it this time maybe you'll have better luck next time but don't let it ruin your day because we would see so many people fucking have their day ruined because they couldn't get a dragon scouter or a, yeah. a power rangers golden crusted dragon dagger an exclusive cover whatever don't be that person and then you ruin your day man uh, you honestly yeah. do if you can't get it fuck it you like yeah you couldn't, you know, don't let it, it honestly, it would ruin some people's day. And I think I remember in the earlier times it would bug me, but then I realized it's like, and then I'm just ruining my whole weekend. Like I'm getting yeah. mad for what reason? Yeah. They, these I other people, yeah, mm. these other people, you know, don't have it, yeah. but I would get pit. I remember I was trying to get a dragon scouter, a dragon ball dragon scouter. Yeah. And I, it would always sell out and I would just see people walking around with it. I'm like, I'm gonna fucking knock this guy out and just take his dragon <laughs> scouter. Um, but yeah, I would say don't, do not um, get upset. Just enjoy your day. Take snacks, a lot of water, dress comfortably. Yeah. Unless you're cosplaying, but uh, I'm not that kind of person, so I would never do that. Oh, yeah. Ask permission to take a picture for cosplayers because it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. 
kind of weird not to. I mean, that yeah. a lot of people do that, but I always like to ask permission. I never did yeah, a and, lot though. But and you get a good pose from them too whenever you ask. Yeah, yeah, you get a cool one instead of the awkward them posing or taking a picture with someone else kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> taking a sip out of massage. Yeah, if you're freaking tired, and you need to sit down, find, find a panel. <laughs> find a panel. <laughs> yeah. Find a panel that like I took some of the best naps. I have video of you knocked out a couple of times. Yeah, find a random panel. There would be times we go to let's just go to this random panel to sit down and relax because there's not a lot of people in here. But I remember there was one time it was like a Star Wars panel. It was just a fan thing. It was a Star Wars panel where they were just like okay, and then like we sat down. We finally sat down. We're like oh. Now we can relax. And they're like, all right, everyone, get up. We're going to separate this, this, uh, everyone in the, in the light side on this side, everyone in the dark side on this side, and we're going to play a game. And we just got up and left because we're like, <laughs> we came here just to fucking sit down. Yeah. I, you know? I didn't come here to stand up. Yeah. Bitch. And even the panels uh, <clears throat> that you're going to that are like, you know, maybe not massive panels like, a a Marvel Cinematic Universe panel, but like a panel of like people you like. Like we would go to Mega 64 panels yeah, and stuff. If we wanted to get good seats, we, we went to two panels before it. So we would sit and just get closer as those panels ended and people left. Yeah. So if you watch some of the earlier uh, Mega 64 panels, you'll either see us up in front or very close. Yeah. I got recognized. <laughs> By someone who was a Mega 64 fan. It was like, hey, you were in one of the panels, weren't you? And I'm like, what oh, the yeah. fuck? Yeah, it was just some, I don't know, some, was I want to say, what? Was this at a, uh, I think it was at Game, game Days, Day yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember that. And he told me, he's like, oh, you're at one of the panels. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been yeah. In, in one of their videos. The trolley is your friend. Yeah. The trolley yeah, will get you, you everywhere. Far away. Yeah. The trolley is awesome. You'll, yeah. it, it, it seems very daunting and confusing to figure it out, but you will. Yeah. Yeah. In the Gasland Pizza. Mm. Go there. Everywhere. Right. I had fun, man. I loved going. You know, just as the years went on, I just noticed it was more of the same thing. Yeah. I'd like to go back. I did go back yes. probably a few years ago. A friend of mine um, who went ever since he was a kid and still goes was like, hey, one day he, he donates blood when he's there he's like i'm usually just out that whole day you want my ticket so you can just go in the convention center and i was like yeah cool yeah i'll go so i went walked around for four hours that's cool and then i was i was done i was like cool yeah. i i saw the stuff i always did you know yeah. i don't care about going to the movie panels anymore mm -hmm. uh a lot of other things that usually make up take up a lot of time uh any exclusive things unless i really want it like but there's not really that for me anymore but it's just cool to go and just check it out yeah. You know. Uh, just expect to be in a heavily crowded area. That's really all. Because that's for me, I I don't know. I just, I don't get annoyed by crowded areas. I just want like, I just want to get to places as fast as I can. But sometimes you can't because you're kind of swimming upstream sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but it's just uh, go with the flow. Just go wherever fucking the, the, <laughs> that river takes you. Because, yeah. I mean, you'll end up, especially like if you go, if you've, go down like a, a main hall or main uh, a lane in uh, Comic-Con you'll end up hitting one of the edges of uh, of Comic-Con and there's like there's a lot of cool shit around in the surrounding areas like yeah. a lot of like the 
like the sexy stuff is like in the middle of the convention. But if you go around the edges, you'll find some fucking cool shit. Yeah. Shirts, fucking figures. Yeah. Comics. Yeah. What you're really supposed to be going for? That's Ex- supposed yeah. to be going Ex- for. Explore. Yeah. Ch- try out things you aren't used to. But yeah, if you're able to attend, if you're ever able to go, you know, just realize that it is crowded, like Bethel said, and sometimes things you want to get is either already gone or hard, not super expensive. But yeah, but yeah, that's, you know, that was some of the, a lot of the early Comic-Con, I want to say 2010 was my favorite year. There was just a lot of stuff that happened that year. Such a cool year. I had a lot of fun, man. I have a lot of great memories from Comic Con. So even though there was some negative stuff, they became really funny oh, yeah. stories. Again, yeah. I'm gonna shit on your face and girls screaming bloody murder. You remember? You know what I'm talking about Bethel, which maybe will be a story we talk about another day. <laughs> well, that's gonna be it for this week. If you want to send us any questions, comments, or concerns, you can send it to us at thirdpartycontrolpodcast@gmail.com or our Instagram at thirdpartycontrolpodcast. Remember, it's Third Party Control Podcast with a 3RD. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Jesse P.S. Libra with... Beto Esparza. And not Joe Ramirez because he's... (laughs) (laughs) Joe, I can do it. Joe Ramirez. And we may not be as good as everyone else, but we kind of get the job done. Later. Bloody murder thing. I remember that. Huh? Bloody screaming bloody murder. <clears throat> when we waited in line to get tickets for next year at Comic Con, and then we spent all night, and then there's that girl talking the entire night about, oh, I had so much fun with my mom. We're buying tickets for next year. And then we were in line, and when we were finally at 7 a.m. in the morning, able to purchase the tickets, they're like, okay, computers are going to be over here, and everything's great. All right, just a reminder. It, you can only buy tickets if you have a ticket for today. Because <gasps> yeah, okay, she yeah, had yeah. it for the day before. And we were like, what the fuck? We were just like, what the hell? Because we were like fucking asleep. We were kind of up all night. Yeah. And then people were like, oh, honey, don't worry. I'm only going to buy one ticket. You can get my other ticket. And someone's like, yeah, you can have my other ticket too. And we were both like, fuck that bitch. He ain't giving her shit. I don't give a fuck. I would have been like, sucks to be you. You waited here all night. <laughs> you stupid bitch.